Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. This is Father Randall Kiesel from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota with Real Presence Radio Live. Glad that you're with us here this morning. We have a great program. Uh, we're emphasizing this morning men of faith. We're going to have some great interviews, uh, men speaking to us, sharing with us their knowledge, understanding of living our Catholic faith. Sure to inspire many men, but also you ladies and wives listening this morning, some ideas you could offer to your spouses. So it's a great morning, so stay with us. Let us begin as we do with our radio program by invoking the divine blessing. And let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, what a great day our Lord has given us today, uh, February 11th, a day in which we honor our Blessed Mother, Our Lady of Lourdes. And I want to encourage all our listeners to to take a little time to think about Our Lady of Lourdes and to investigate those beautiful apparitions, uh, Our Lady appearing to St. Bernadette of Subaru. If we have a little time late in the show, I'll share a little more information. I've been blessed to be able to travel to Lourdes uh, several times and to uh, see and experience firsthand the fruits of this beautiful shrine and beautiful grace of healing and love from our Blessed Mother's heart, Our Lady of Lourdes. And this morning, though, we're going to start out with our first interview, Glenn Gower from uh, South Dakota, Mission Blueprint. Uh, Glenn, are you with us? I am. Good morning. Good morning, Glenn. Father Kiesel, glad to have you here on Real Presence Radio. And you have a great mission uh, called Mission Blueprint. And so thank you for being on with us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? You betcha. I grew up in small town South Dakota. I'm a farm kid at heart. We had 900 acres. My mom and dad, uh, I already had 10 kids and... I broke the tie. Uh, I'm number eleven. I'm number eleven, but the the girls won. Oh, they did. Uh, my mom and dad had two more. Yeah, so we have thirteen kids, and and um, something tragic happened to me right away, though. Huh? My dad died when I was three and a half years old. Uh, oh. Just shortly after my uh, my baby sister Brenda was born, mm-hmm. and um, so that became a, a very interesting impediment to work around. Um, okay. So anyway, I grew up on a farm. Um, and then when I was a senior in high school, I started to rethink things and, um, went to uh, basic training in 1988 and ended up having a conversion. I could talk about that if you want. Uh, in 1990, I had an experience with the power of the Holy Spirit and, uh, did net ministries, went to Franciscan University, worked 
worked for the Diocese of Rapid City for about four years, uh, taught religion for seven years, and joined Focus Ministries in 2008, and then 2017, we started Mission Blueprint. Wow, great story, and I, I'm, I, it caught my attention that you had a little share of the cross, even as a, as a little child there, how our Lord called your father out of this life in that way, and then a deep interior journey, it sounds like to me. I wouldn't mind here, maybe for our listeners too, I, I'm curious about how that conversion happened. What happened with you in that encounter with our Lord that changed your life? Yeah, so when I was a senior in high school, I was dating a, a classmate of mine, and she was telling me about Mary, the mother of God, allegedly appearing in Europe. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was crazy. I mean, quite honestly, I was not living the Catholic faith. I, like most young men and women, I was going to Mass every Sunday morning. But when she said Mary, the Mother of God, is allegedly appearing in Europe, that led me to think, wait a second, if that's true, that must be real. And I had not really thought about that. So uh-huh. I began the search for the truth. Is God really real? And <laughs> just... You know, it was just around the corner. I went to Lawton, Oklahoma, for basic training at Fort Sill. And in the middle of um, basic training, you know, they break you down in basic. They're yes. going to build you up. So when I was broken down, um, I had to take a good look at myself. And there really wasn't much there, which scared me a little bit. And so I started praying for the first time from my heart, I believe. And um, so in that journey, God started speaking to me in my thoughts, you know. It, wouldn't it be nice to have an audible voice? Yes. <laughs> well, the Holy Spirit will speak if the Holy Spirit will speak with that ear is open. That's for sure. Yeah. So, um, so I went back to college after basic training. I got back into the party scene again, and I was miserable. And um, and this was after I gave my life to Christ. I thought after after searching for the truth and believing Jesus is God and Christianity is legit, I gave my I surrendered my whole self to Jesus. Uh, this is um, January of 1990. About six weeks later, I fell into the pit of sin. Pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I was looking at my wall in my basement, and I said, I, 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 what happened? What went wrong? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you don't have the power to live the Christian life. So I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> so I grabbed, I went to the Newman Center, grabbed a rosary, and I started praying for the power. Wow. Because I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I was praying for the power. Well, three weeks later, this young man um, started talking to me about Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God and Mary. And, and I thought he was a freak. I, I mean, I really did. And so uh, through a, a short conversation, he prayed with me, and then he brought me to this place in Aberdeen, South Dakota, on March 25th. Well, that's really the feast day which is the Annunciation, right? We yes. all know what happened at the Annunciation. The Holy That's Spirit right. fell upon Mary that same night that happened to me. The Holy wow. Spirit, however you want to articulate it, fell or stirred within me. It was a life-changing moment. I knew with certainty that God was not only real, but He loved me, and I had this incredible amount of peace. And so okay. it was that moment in time that changed my whole life. Oh, praise God. Everybody's story and coming encounter with Jesus is unique. And yours, you can see the blessing and even the blessing of that desire when you were 
you were given the idea, you know, what power am I missing? And you wanted it. Uh, that's beautiful. And all of that is a grace. Uh, I think that's a beautiful thing our listeners can hear too. When we thirst for that power in life, our Lord wants to give it. It's uh, the thirst and then the desire grow. Uh, Glenn, that, that's an amazing testimony for us. And I'm thinking that this led you to Mission Blueprint. Uh, so you started a, a ministry in this way. Can you tell us about Mission Blueprint and why did you start it? Sure. Honestly, we, my wife and I started Mission Blueprint out of obedience. In 2015, I was in Focus Ministries, and I knew my time I wasn't going to be a career man in Focus. Not that it wasn't a great ministry. It was, but there was just something else that was itching in me. And during one of our holy hours, uh, ex- in exposition, I asked Jesus, maybe the third time, Lord, do you want me to start a ministry? And he said, yes. And it was so loud. And I didn't hear anything audible. Again, that would be so much fun. But I didn't. But I heard it in interiorly. It was so loud, I almost left the chapel. And I was grabbing my bag to go. And I thought, wait a sec, what am I doing? I'm not going <laughs> to. It was really that clear to me. So we started out of obedience. Clearly, we didn't know what we were doing, and which I think is really a gift, that I didn't know what I was doing. And we asked a couple friends, Brad and Shelley, and we went from Brookings to help us uh, start this ministry. And we prayed a lot and sought the Lord a lot and realized that we just needed to evangelize the people in the Midwest um, because I think that one of the biggest problems is Arianism. We have lots of men and women who believe intellectually that Jesus is God, but they have not experienced them. And that is really why I believe we started Mission Blueprint. Because it's not enough um, to, to work in God's church. You have to know Him. And we based all this in John 17, to know Jesus Christ and to the one who's, you know, to know Him. And so to know God is to love God. And to love yes. God is to serve God, right? And I think you have probably seen this in the church. There's lots of people serving God that don't love him or don't know him. Oh, yes. Yes, there's a there's that aspect of the intellectual conversion, and then there is the question about the conversion of heart. And can you share a little bit more about that idea, Glenn, what that is? And I can compliment you a little bit or, or bounce a few things back and forth with you on that, because I, I think that's crucial, especially today, our focus on men of faith, that intellectual understanding, but then the experience of the heart uh, in relationship with Jesus. Uh, can you say a little more about that? Yeah, I think like most men, I was caught up in the world, right? One of the things I've been really thinking about lately is idols. You know, a lot of us look back 5,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, into the scriptures, and we say, I can't believe these guys were worshiping, you know, Baal and Moloch, and, and mm-hmm. you know, this is crazy, but we do the same thing. We, we might be actually worse, you know, with mm-hmm. all the things we worship power and making a name for ourselves and electronics, right? And we're in the electronic world, and... And is. sports is a big one, and money is a huge one, and we have all these things in our life, and I just wasn't happy. I think the bottom line is, I, again, I was just in high school, getting out of high school, but my heart was so, it was screaming out for something real. And I think a lot of men are actually there, but they don't know what to do. And mm-hmm. I just sort of stumbled my way to the rosary. And I, I would have never actually just guessed that or, or, or picked the rosary, but I stumbled on my way to the rosary. And I just started praying from the heart for something real. And guess what? It happened, right? God started, even before that moment of conversion for me, God was already speaking to me, and I was hearing him. But no one helped me identify that, oh, that's God speaking to you, which, which is very interesting, right? 
And it so, is, and I, uh, and I just <laughs> affirm the truth of that with you, Glenn, because I, in my own life, that a similar thing happened to me when I was looking and trying to understand what are these things going on in my heart. Our, our Blessed Mother led me pray the rosary, and our Blessed Mother gives understanding. Uh, that if you remember Mother Teresa when she had her uh, now famous uh, visions before she founded the Missionaries of Charity Order, it was the same for her. Our Lord was speaking to her, but it was Mary at her side who helped her to understand the thirst of Jesus. And I, I think for men, that's very important to hear uh, that they will find and discover the meaning and the understanding through devotion to Mary and also complementing that devotion to Mary. It'll be St. Joseph, which we have the year of St. Joseph. Uh, this, this is great stuff, Glenn. Uh, uh, can you continue on with, with uh, any more thoughts on that, if you would? I think men are thirsty for something real. And for whatever reason, in our church today, um, we've just been so bombarded by the world, we can't, you know, we can't see. You know, what did Jesus say? We have eyes, but we can't see. And we, you know what, we've done this to ourselves, right? I mean, mm-hmm. haven't we? Uh, yeah. I, I used to, and I still kind of do. We bring these idols, which are nothing, but we make idols out of things. But the reality is, how much time do people really spend searching or seeking God? Well, the stats I'll say about an hour a week. Well, tell your boss you're going to work five hours a week and you want full-time pay. It's not reality. So I think men have to make a choice. Who are you going to live for? That's the choice. Who are you going to live for? And i got to tell you, all men who are listening, and women, but anyone who's listening, if you make the choice for the Christ, it, uh, your life will not become easy. Don't expect an easy life. And I don't know, Father, I suspect you can echo that as well. But i got to tell you, the joy and the peace that I have found seeking the Christ, oh, it's just immeasurable. Yeah, you, you hit on it. Because we're made by God for God. Uh, when we're not in right relationship with God and we're not in harmony with God, it's it's like a, a part that's out of place. You know, it doesn't operate right. It's sluggish. It's it need we, Our souls need God to be in harmony within ourselves and in relationship with our surrounding environment uh, and with relationships with other people. Uh, you, you really hit on it, and, that, and that's exactly it. Uh, so... It, it is that, I, I think, emphasizing that point of the, of the choice is, is right on. How does one spend time? Because obviously how we spend our time determines or reflects what we love. So that it's a wonderful point you make there that we need to spend time on God, give time to God. Uh, and when we do that, uh, that choice will be very fruitful. It gives a lead to inner peace and the meaning and purpose of life. So... Um, how does this reflect in Mission Blueprint uh, when you are start teaching this? And we're going to take a break here in just a few seconds. We may pick up this uh, more deeply as we come out of the okay. break. But is there any part that you can share with us before we go into break? Well, the key is surrender. And that's really, we'll get into the blueprint of Christian living from my eyes. But the key is uh, surrendering your life to the Christ who is real. Yeah, and that's the key. Men need to hear that and say, hey, it's all right. I think what men struggle with is if you surrender, all of a sudden you become more feminine. And men don't like that. They don't Mm -hmm. want to be feminine. And I think that, uh, um, I I don't know how to articulate this, but that has, the feminine has come into our culture so much, the men just say, I can't do this. 
And we're going to pause there for a second, Glenn. We'll come back after this break. We're going to pick up with that thought. And uh, we're here, Real Presence Live Radio. I'm Father Randall Kazel at the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. And we have with us Glenn Gower uh, from Mission Blueprint. And we'll be right back with you here after a short break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. In today's world, we are enslaved to addiction. I'm Father Chris Alar. Alcoholism, pornography, and drug abuse have become the master of millions of lives, maybe even your own. Addiction has led to countless deaths by overdose and suicide. So what can be done about it? Victims often explain they are searching to escape the troubles of this world, or they are trying to find a form of ecstasy. Unfortunately, these enslavers provide neither. The experience is only pseudo, a fleeting imitation of an authentic spiritual experience. There's only one true spiritual experience that can provide fulfillment, and when you find it, you will find hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. As a working Catholic professional, your needs and priorities for returning to college don't match a traditional campus experience. That's why the University of Mary has created a portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online graduate programs that are sure to align with today's needs. Advance your skills while strengthening your faith at the University of Mary. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Father Randall Kazo, the pastor here at the Church of St. Michael. And I should mention, hey, I serve also at the Church of St. Paul in Zombroda. Glad to have any listeners from Zombroda, as well as Holy Trinity Goodhue, St. Mary Belchester, St. Columkill and Bell Creek. Great to have all the people in this area in Rochester and all through the Midwest. Great to have you listening here at Real Presence Radio. We have Glenn Gower from Mission Blueprint with us this morning, sharing with us his experience of faith, being a man of faith, and his experience of founding the Mission Blueprint ministry. Uh, Glenn, great to have you with us. Thank you. And we were just talking about the key for men to learn to surrender. And can you tell me, Glenn, what, what are some of the keys for men to learn that uh, interior practice, that interior virtue in relationship with our Lord? Sure. I think the, the, the general principle of forgetting yourself is really, really key. Not living or making a name for yourself is really, really key. And I think what happened to me is when my dad died, that left a, 
um, star, maybe in my soul. And, and I think that was, you know, one, a very interesting impetus for me to be able to be honest that I'm, I'm not happy. So, yeah, to forget about yourself and um, to live for others is the key. If you're trying to make a name for yourself, you know, a lot of men invest, right? Mm-hmm. See, our culture tells us you have to invest. And this is, I'm not bashing investing, but we think, um, men think they are the financial um, pleasers of the home, and that is a small part of being the man of the home, right? So you have to forget about yourself and get your eyes fixed on Christ, as St. Paul says. Yes. So you can be another Christ, as St. Paul said elsewhere as well. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. Now, St. Paul is a great model of this masculine surrender. Um, and uh, and then there's all another aspect of this surrendering and the aspect of receiving. How how would men look at you know we're surrendering ourselves, forgetting ourselves, but then you know I can hear some men out there thinking, well then what? I, I, I give myself. Well then what should I expect? Well, let's look at Christ for a second. You know, so Jesus, here's the second person of the Trinity who puts on a body. He's fully God, fully man. Right? He doesn't need anything. But what does he do? He allows this man, John the Baptist, to baptize him. Mm-hmm. in the waters, right? So he gets baptized. He gets on his knee or whatever he does, and he gets baptized, and God the Father speaks. You know, behold my beloved Son, with whom I'm well pleased. And then the Holy, then you see, we see a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And then if you look at uh, Luke 4, um, one of the first things it says is, now Jesus, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, goes forth, yada, 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 right? So, so if Jesus can surrender, if Jesus, who's, who is God, the Creator, right, if He can get on His knees and surrender in this baptism and receiving the Holy Spirit devoted ministry, well, so can we. And that's what the apostles did. And so, for me, in Mission Blueprint, uh, it's, it's really simple. Give your whole life, like Jesus did to the Father, give your whole life to the Christ, and we see that same Spirit that hovered on Jesus to do all that work. Mm-hmm. Now, that's really what happened to me, and um, nobody articulated that to me. This is what I was doing. I just sort of, honestly, like Bernadette, you know, in today's, it's her feast day today, she sort of just, she was, you know, praying, but she stumbled along Mary, you know? She didn't say, let's just go over to this cave area. But the Holy Spirit was already leading her. So, yeah, I stumbled into it. Yes, and God chose you. There's a mission. And, you know, I I think... Part of part of this in the the beautiful part of the mission blueprint is, it seems to me you're you're wanting to help Catholic men, uh, reaching out to Catholic men to discover they have a mission. They, there's something that every Catholic man, uh, some work, some purpose and meaning in life in relationship with Jesus that they have. Can you share a little bit more about that? Your insight in to reaching out to men in this way through mission blueprint. Sure, we started men's conferences two years ago because we want to awaken men. And men just aren't happy. Another way to say that, I think, is they're just not living in joy because they're investing in a lot of things but not their faith. So we saw clearly if, if we target men, and men need to be targeted, if we target men, guess what happens to the kids? They do what Dad does. You don't need youth ministry. So strategically, and this wasn't my idea, actually, in our first year of ministry, we were doing something else. And after a year, Jesus kindly said to myself and my wife and Brad and Shelley, at different times, I actually didn't ask you to do this. And then he 
led us into men. Mm-hmm. So men, I believe, men are the key to the recovery of not only our culture, but our church. And the priesthood can only do so much. The ordained priesthood, but, but, right? But what about the priesthood of a lady as men? So I'm helping men recognize this, that you are the priest of your home. And you are also to offer sacrifice. And the sacrifice is yourself. And that begins with a prayer life. And if we're not praying, if our first meeting uh, isn't with Christ every day, then guess what? I have found the devil keeps me busy all day long, and I don't pray. Mm-hmm. So we have to commit to prayer every day. That's in right. That, in that, right? And so in that commitment to prayer, the Lord begins to show you not only, yes, you are the priest of your home, and the home is your church, the domestic church, and in a domestic church, just like we go to church on Sunday, uh, when you look at liturgy, there's an order, right? The liturgy, there's an order to your home as well. And it all starts with bringing the Holy Spirit into your home. And that in all of that, the Lord will show you a particular mission He has for you as well. And my good friend Paul from the Seacalls area started doing this, and then he, he has a ministry that they pray at the abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. That, that all was born out of his prayer life. And so I'm helping men to understand that um, if you're embracing these, really call them idols. I don't know what else you would call them, Father, but they, they've got to be idols that we've created. When you start getting rid of those and bring a prayer life in, and you embrace uh, the mission that God the Father has for you, oh my gosh, it, it's, we are so blessed that we, we, we just don't even know what to do with it. But most men aren't there. Yes, that's true. Most most men don't realize the treasure that, in a sense, it's still a seed within them. But when they open their hearts uh, and seek prayer, and it's watered in the power of the Holy Spirit, and our Lord begins to to have things grow and be fruitful. And I would suggest that the first the first missionary place for men, you know, their own heart to recognize this and recognize their purpose is going to be in their spousal relationship. It's going to be in relationship with their children together with their wife. And I really appreciated you saying how they go into prayer and then they're going to lead that prayer in their homes, uh, actually to initiate prayer with their spouse. As I, I tell men that regularly, like if you want to make your spouse happy, initiate prayer. Say, hey, uh, dear, let's pray. Let's pray about this. Let's pray about that. Let's pray for this person. Let's pray for wisdom. And then ask, you know, if he would ask his spouse, what would you like us to pray for? What do you want to pray for? If he assumes that role of being a priestly figure in the home and leading the prayer, and there's that reflection within the church, and that's the role of the, the father, the pastor, the priest in the church, that he is to initiate and lead prayer uh, wherever he may be, but especially liturgically. Uh, so it's, it's a very natural compliment, and I fully agree with you. The renewal in the life of the church and in society, it will be men discovering their purpose and meaning in relationship with God. And that's one of the things I've done and uh, wanted to do in my parishes is to foster that, sometimes in subtle ways, other times in very concrete, purpose-filled ways to bring men to think about this uh, as well and then bring men together to find and discover that. So um, do you have any more practical things that you are instructing men through your particular mission blueprint, uh, Glenn, that you can share with us? Well, first, one of the things we do is um, basically uh, tell men what I've just told you, 
the prayer life is key and to, to commit to prayer. And then we give them some practical tools for the two of us and, and how to pray. Um, Lexio Divina is a great way to pray. I particularly um, start my day with a rosary, and I move into uh, Liturgy of the Hours. And mm-hmm. So I, my first hour of the day is rosary, everything's through Our Lady, and, uh, and I love the prayer of the Church. So um, I think leading men to prayer is, is the key. But the other thing that I think is so important is the cross, right? Um, to, in the context of surrender, uh, the cross is the key. Um, when you think about the apostles, you remember when Jesus sent them out two by two? Yes. They came back and they couldn't believe what was going on. Now, Glenn Gower would have thought, at that's the moment Jesus starts his ministry. He just sent them out, they came back, okay, so he's going to coach them, and this is how you start the ministry. But when Jesus throws a curveball, he, he says, now watch me. And what does he do? Right? He embraces the cross. Do you remember that part in the Passion of Christ when Jesus embraces the cross and how um, the people around him said, he's crazy. He's embracing the cross. I think that's where men will find true joy, is embracing the cross. It's not supposed to be easy. But when you embrace that cross, like Jesus did in the Passion of Christ, um, in some ways, I think it lifts your dignity. Which, which seems backwards, I know, but it lifts your dignity, and you're truly on mission. So the apostles had to watch Jesus uh, embrace the cross, because that's what we do as men. We embrace that cross, and you know what that looks like? Changing dirty diapers. Yes. <laughs> Cleaning up puke. Be- yep. Or, or diarrhea. Or at night especially, especially at night as a married man, yep. you're, I'm exhausted. But it's getting off the chair and going doing the things you're supposed to do when it's really difficult. And that's, that, <laughs> that's it. That's you, you hit on it, Glenn, and we're, we're just about out of time. But for, okay. for those who are listening, go to mission-blueprint.org. Check out Glenn's work, mission-blueprint.org. Hey, Glenn, you're doing great work, and stick with it. And our Lord, I know he will stay with you. And all those listeners out there, please uh, stay with us. We'll be back after a short break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 